Welcome to the debauchery. For those joining the show for the first time, you're about to be introduced to a couple of schlubs from Connecticut who love to talk about murder. While Criminal AF is best described by their listeners as comedic informative, there will be detailed descriptions of murder, rape, torture, and any other crime that would haunt you in your sleep. And because they're adults, there will be unfiltered conversations and there will be vulgar language. Like fuck. The intention of Criminal AF is to keep the atmosphere light, fun, and inclusive, but they will not withhold any information regardless of how brutal, disgusting, and gut-wrenching it may be. Now, it's understandable that Criminal AF is not for everyone. It's just ask that you at least give it a listen. And if it's not for you, well, thanks for checking it out. See ya. But if it is, welcome to the debauchery. When 24-year-old Rebecca Gay went missing from her home on Halloween in 2012, local pastor John Douglas White asked his congregation at Christ Community Church to pray for her safe return. But less than 24 hours later, this very congregation in the community of Broomfield Township, Michigan, will learn their prayers went unanswered, and the devil was in their midst the entire time. I'm Dave Jari. I'm Garrett Quarter. And this is Criminal as Fuck. What's good, true crime douchebags? Welcome to another episode of Criminal AF. Once again, I am Dave Jari, and with me as always is my co-host Garrett Quarter. How we doing? So, uh... You've been falling apart lately. Ah, dude, don't what, even remind me. What's going on? I what's going know. on, Garrett? I don't know. Maybe it's God. God? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Something's telling me. Maybe I should start going to church, Dave. <laughs> yeah, kidney stones a couple months ago, yeah. and then boom, appendix. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Appendectomy. Appendectomy. Right yeah. An me An adedictomy. Oh, okay. I had an adedictomy. Uh, <laughs> emergency surgery. I uh, woke up in the morning. With stomach pain, I just thought yeah. I had to take a shit. I re- that honestly, I was like, yeah, I'm good. That's what I felt like. Went to sleep. Yeah. Went back to sleep. Kept my wife went to because obviously we work nights. Uh, mm. Wife went to work. She came back and I was in a fetal position. And she's like, "There's something wrong. You you have to go to the hospital." I'm like, "No, yeah. I just have to shit. I'm telling you, I'm just have to shit." <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to force myself to go to sleep. And yeah. thank God, I oh, eventually yeah. she eventually got me to go to the ER. They're like, "Uh, dude, you're." Appendix is like five inches swollen or whatever on the CAT scan. And the normal normal yeah. is what? We're uh, two to three, I two think, to three two inches. to three inches. So almost double. Yeah. yeah. And then by within 45 minutes, I was in the OR. Getting Jesus. taken. So luckily it didn't perforate. It didn't fucking burst because that yeah. would have been a whole nother debacle. Ordeal. So, yeah. So thank God I didn't. Thanks to my loving wife for making me go to the hospital because I would have been in a much worse condition if I fell asleep that night. Sometimes wives, you know, they know what they're talking uh, about. I guess. I, mean, so. I, don't, I just don't want to pay that fucking emergency bill. For I know. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's like I pay. Nah, we're not going to get into a health uh, yeah, healthcare, <laughs> a healthcare yeah. debacle. Uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. insane. Well, I'm glad you're uh, you're doing well now. Thank uh, you, buddy. I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah. It very uh, laparoscopic surgeries about. I mean, you know. Yeah, I've just had it myself. It's, you bounce back real fast. Right. All right. So this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number, number one, one meal, meal kit. kit. Now we got to give a shout out to Victoria. I'm going to butcher this last name. Sosnovseva. 
Sosnovsiva. There's no shot. You said that right. I am so sorry, Victoria. S-O-S-N-O-V-S-E-V-A. Sosnovsiva. Oh, that that sounds right. Yeah, Victoria Sosnovsiva. Eastern, Eastern hey, European? I'm, hey, I could, I, yeah. I, I could, well, I, actually, I think she's from, uh, from, she's Dutch. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a Dutch name to me, but, you know, mm. I'm not the smartest bowl in the bowl shop. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, Victoria, for becoming the newest member of our fucked up family. Thank you. Love you. Now head on over to criminalasfuck.com for all of your criminal AF needs. There's our Patreon where you can help support the show for as little as $2 a month. We have some videos on there. And, of course, our merch. Go get you some. Wait. 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 Go get you some merch. Yes, sir. <laughs> Now, we're adding new styles and designs all the time, and we're even branching out to more stuff other than just criminal AF gear. You know, we're adding some, you know, some fall fashions, some boots, some scarves, some... I like it. You know, we're actually turning this into an actual entity of its own. Dave's on his, uh, I was going to, like, say Rick Owens vibe, <laughs> but then I'm going to, like, no, let's just throw you a Kanye West vibe right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a mogul. Yeah, a mogul. Dave's, Dave's going to be a, a fashion icon in a little bit. <laughs> he's, starting, he's liking the merch shop a little too much. That's right. So go and check that out, or you can go right to directly to our shop link of criminalafshop.com. You can also go to visit all of our friends over at welcometothedebauchery.com, where there is beginning to be a plethora of independent podcasts joining together to create one beautiful podcast world. Uh, we have ourselves, Fright Flick, FMK, True Crime University, and the list goes on. So go show our friends some love. And finally, and possibly most importantly, if there is one thing that we ask of you. Just one. Is that you go to Apple Podcasts, you go to Spotify, or wherever you listen to Criminal AF, and leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and click on the share button. Don't forget YouTube, too. Oh, yeah, and YouTube. Uh, it costs absolutely zero to do. It takes just a moment of your day, and it will help us immensely in spreading the word that Criminal AF is the... Number one true crime podcast in the world. World, 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 world. What in the fuck is going on in Florida? God, I love that sound. <laughs> All right. Miami New, uh, the Miami New Times. Ooh, okay. Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. by the sea. Child porn suspect served as town commissioner, fire chief. What? And the best of all, Santa. <laughs> no. <you're> the- <laughs> that's an actual picture of him, by the way. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. See, a lot of people, we get comments like, oh, there's no way some of those those Florida men are real. No, these yeah. are all real. These they're all they're real. vetted through Reddit. Believe me, they're good. <laughs> vetted through Reddit. <laughs> you can't, yeah, the Reddit army is on, uh, is the, the best. All right. Parents' worst holiday nightmare has come true in the wake of the, of a, the arrest of a South Florida volunteer Santa Claus. James oh, Silverstone, shit. who used to dress up as Jolly St. Nick to lead the town of <laughs> Lauderdale by the Seas annual Christmas celebration, was charged with possessing more than 1,500 child pornography files. The 1,500? That's a lot. Holy that's a lot. Shit. How many? Think about how many files are on your computer. There might be seven. I might have like seven documents. Yeah. What? Yeah, 1,500. That's fucking crazy. The former town commissioner and fire chief was recently indicted in a federal court after state prosecutors handed off the case to the feds. Mm. Photos 
archived on the town's official Facebook page depict Silverstone decked out head to toe in Santa garb. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, come here, little Johnny. Come, come sit, sit on, sit my, on my lap. <laughs> and talk about what comes up. Oh, <laughs> God. I see, maybe that's why. I was joking around my, my appendix bursting. Maybe it's all the fucked up shit we've said on the podcast. It's, it's, they're coming, it's coming back karma. for me. It's coming back for me. Karma. And we're laughing about this, too. That's the funny part about it. <laughs> Posing with smiling families and children, some of whom are seated on his lap. Oh, my God. <laughs> the occasion, the 2016 edition of the Small Beachside Municipality's Annual Christmas by the Sea event. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like a shitty prom. Yeah. Oh, but with pedos. Oh, it's <laughs> freaking horrible. Oh, my God. In July 2023, <laughs> the Broward Sheriff's Office arrested Silverstone on multiple charges of transmitting child pornography. During their investigation, police say they uncovered 93,900 deleted files from, the Silver, from Silverstone's hard drives. And a partial review of the data revealed more than 1,500 files containing child porn images and videos. Jesus fucking Christ. That guy was surfing. He was surfing through those, uh, through wherever you get kitty porn. Fuck. Dude, that, what a Florida man thing to do. Like, a Florida thing. Like, oh, it's the Christmas by the sea. Uh, And then Santa's a a fucking pedo. (laughs) Yeah, Santa the fire marshal. (laughs) Fucking... Oh man! Oh my that's, god! Uh, no. What the? Oh fuck? look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Oh yeah, that's creepy. Look at him! That is fu- at least grow a real fucking beard, dude. In May 2023, law enforcement zeroed in on Silverstone's on Silverstone after his home was tied to an IP address that shared 217 images and videos of child pornography via the peer-to-peer file sharing app BitTorrent. Whoa, BitTorrent is dude. where you get child. What the hell? According to the federal complaint, isn't that where we used to download our fucking illegal? Yeah, music. A little. Well, you could do music. You could do movies. That's where I, I was back in the day. That's yeah. where you bootlegged movies from. Yeah. Before like streaming streaming sites and stuff like that. Right. And now it's used for kitty porn. <laughs> kitty porn. According to the federal com- uh, complaint, he allegedly dis- uh, distributed thirty nine additional files, and they were deemed to have involved the sexual exploit depiction of children, but did not meet the feds' definition of child pornography. So those what those the fuck official ones, the two hundred seventeen. What does that even mean? I mean, he's like involved the sexually explicit depiction of children. So what is it like? Kids in clothing doing weird poses or some shit? Uh, I, what? I, yeah, no. that's what I think. Yeah, like, so, you know what I mean. There's not right. There's not actual sexual acts going on, but it's, it's like just... soft court. Oh, dude. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. All right. During a police interview, Silverstone allegedly told investigators he used BitTorrent for searching and downloading all types of files to include movies and of all sorts. Yeah, that's a great cover. Buddy. I don't know how it got <laughs> in here. I just, dude, I was, I was downloading just... Home Alone 2, and this is what fucking <laughs> happened. I don't know fucking know where it came from. He claimed he was unable to <laughs> distinguish between small children and adults on the internet, though he small, yeah, what? what he was unable to distinguish between small children and adults on the internet. Was he certain midget porn? I don't. I don't know. Though it was presented with the images he allegedly downloaded, he showed disgust and identified them as juveniles, according to the complaint. So they're like, "Hey," he's like, "I don't know if she's 18. Whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, "What about this one?" <laughs> Oh, no! Well, we found this on your computer, you dummy. Oh, God. <laughs> the complaint came Silverstone admitted yeah. to using the search term PTHC, shorthand for preteen hardcore. What the What? Fuck? Find files. Some of the files he allegedly downloaded depicted sexual activity with infants. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Now it just got... See, now... We, yeah. We always... We can throw We're jokes all we yeah. want, but God, that's... No, yeah, that's... If convicted, Silverstone faces up to 20 years in prison. Good. 
the former Lauderdale by the Sea. You've been being it. fucking solitary yeah, for those twenty. Well, no, they 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 separate them now. So, they have like oh, they have camp, like the, 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 the halfway house. Crimes. Yeah. So they're out. They're not even in the prison. They're in like a. They're like like cabins outside on the prim and presence. Yeah. Oh, did I? Did I, I, I see, it's, it's actually kind of fucked up that yeah. like probably arguably the worst crime that you can commit, and you get like to go to camp. Yeah. You get to hang out with your buddies and then fucking yeah, and talk about the cabin. other shit. Like, yeah. oh, that's fucking weird to me. Well, did I tell you, like, uh, before I started working where, where we work, I actually went for an interview at the one at Corrigan. Corrigan. Yeah. yeah. For the yeah. sexual for the, crimes for the yeah. unit or whatever it's called? Yeah. yeah. It's a separate building. You're right. It yeah. is a separate building off the thing. Yeah, they keep them there. Yeah. Separately. And, like, I mean, I'd never worked there, so I'm not going to get in trouble for this. But anyway, so I went there. I interviewed. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, let's take you on a tour. You know, everything seems to check out. And I'm like, all right. So we're like walking around and they're like, you know, are you sure this doesn't bother you? And I'm like, it's a, it's a job, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And then as we we're going around doing a tour, they actually said, oh, you know, see that guy right there? He, uh, he, uh, molested his, uh, one year old stepdaughter with a wiffle ball bat. What the fuck? Yeah. She'll never be able to have children again. And in that instant, <laughs> the rage, I, I, already, wanted, I saw your eyes right now. I, I saw your to eyes right now, dude. fucking murder the dude. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this yeah, job is not for me. I'd rather, I, go, I, I'd go, I, I'd rather go hang out with the, with the yeah, gangsters in the, right. in, in yeah. uh, Max, but over hanging out with these fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do this job. All right. At the, all. The former yeah. Lauder, the former Lauderdale by the sea Santa. <laughs> I love how they call that. <laughs> Worked at the town volunteer fire chief as uh sorry worked as the town's volunteer fire chief from t- 2005 to 2007 and served as commissioner from 2006 to 2010. Guy was active in the community. Oh yeah, he was a man about town and the, kind of John Wayne Gacy vibes a little bit, right? God dang, this everybody dude. knows him. I know. You know, sometimes you know you you bring out a Florida man and, and we're having a good time making fun of people and then just some sometimes this uh. The Florida man sneaks up and yeah, just hits you right in the fucking field. Shit. <laughs> Criminal AF would be back after this quick break. Hello, Hello Fresh. Fresh! You know, with summer over, a crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week, so there's always something delicious to discover from Hello Fresh. That's right, Dave. HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrived at your doorstep, pre-portioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. How easy is that? It's fun. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I w- you know I was just in Mexico. Yeah. The cilantro pineapple pork tacos mm-hmm. that came in this 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 week's uh, pack, better than anything I had in Mexico. And really? I'm not even just saying that. It's on point. I'm not... I'm, Anybody, existing customers and anybody new who's signing up for the first time, use code 50CRIMINALAF, and I'm telling you, get the pork cilantro pineapple tacos. Nice. You can also turn to HelloFresh Market for yummy add-ons and enjoy the season's limited time fall flavors lineup. You can feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce or please a crowd with appetizers like barbecue pulled pork nachos. Hey, and don't forget the mini pumpkin cheesecake. Oh, God. Perfect for a me time treat. How can I forget? So all of this could be yours. Just go to HelloFresh.com backslash 50 criminal AF and use code 50 criminal AF for 50% off plus free shipping. That's go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 criminal AF and use code 50 criminal AF for 50% off plus free shipping. Hello Fresh, America's, America's number, number one, one meal, meal kit. kit. 
Now back to Criminal AF. All right, Garrett, what do you say? We fucked this episode in the mouth. Yeah. All right. So this case involves a man who went to jail for stabbing a 17-year-old woman and leaving her for dead. He was sent to prison for this crime, but was released. Okay. Wow. He then went to on to kill another woman. I'm, I'm hoping he was released after some time. Well, well, we'll talk about that. We'll get into it. He then went on to kill another woman, and he was sent to prison for this crime and was released. What? Yes. Don't lose hope, Garrett. He Just... went on to become a preacher. Oh, he found Jesus. God. Gotcha. Because apparently in prison, he found God. Gotcha. It's like Dahmer getting baptized before he was yes. fucking killed, right? And vowed to live the rest <laughs> of his life, making up for these past deviances. Oh, hey, you're born again. But wait. There's more. There's more. He went on to kill yet another woman. Oh, my God. With her three-year-old son in the next room. Now you can lose hope, Okay. This is bad. I, I did after the if, if he's getting talked about on this podcast, I've lost hope yeah. at the beginning. So this is the story of John Douglas White. And I named this episode once, twice, three times a shady fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this story begins with this waste of sperm, John Douglas White. Uh, being born on May 20th, 1957. I couldn't really find uh, a lot about his upbringings, but from what I did see, this dude was was a strange, strange fellow. Not too strange where he creeped everybody out, but, you know, when you meet somebody, and, and, you know, they're just a, a bit off. So, uh, so we're going to go to go. So we're going to go to 1980. Uh, White was 22 years old, married, living in Battle Creek, Michigan. He became really friendly with a with a seventeen year old neighbor, whose name at the time was Teresa Etherton. Now, one day while he was home alone, he invited Teresa over to his house to show her his racetrack that he had down in the basement. Okay. Yeah, 22, 20 year old. Hey, baby. Hey, yo, want to see my racetrack? Come on down. Yeah. So when they got down there, that's a good pickup line. Yeah. And they got down there into the what's, basement. Wait, 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 real quick yeah, before yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah. What's 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 more of? A, oh, I don't even want to say this because case there's some listeners out there that. Huh. What's what's the worst hobby? What's the creepier hobby? Okay. Model trains mm-hmm. or race cars in the like? What what what? If you Ooh. went into somebody's house and you saw a full mm-hmm. scale model train with like a full landscape, yeah, that took up their entire basement, or like a full drag strip with those race cars that like race around the tracks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's weirder to have a racetrack than the model trains. I I think uh, model trains are kind of cool. That has to be you know, when they a go generational the, thing. When they go through like the tunnels. Yeah, you love you. Know, were you, yeah. you, were you, uh, you wear the hat? <laughs> <laughs> were you a uh, Were you a kid that had the the train track around had, the, yeah, around the track. Christmas tree? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh not around the Christmas. Yeah, oh. we, had, we had a toy one that I tried to put it. I built it around the Christmas tree and. Then, I got yelled at. But anyway. Fucking step yeah. on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, Race, Yeah. Racetrack kinda has a little ring a ding 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 yeah. feel to me too. Right. And some of those some of those train tracks are pretty Oh, they're they're really cool. Sad yeah. May, I've seen them. Yeah. But it's there's people that are obsessed with those things. Yeah, it does get a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when they get down to the basement to look at his racetrack, 
Uh, without warning, uh, White pierced a knife into Teresa's back, just under her right shoulder blade. And he continued to stab her 15 times, all while he was smiling. Like, looking her in the face, stabbing her, smiling. I don't know if there's a more terrifying way to die. Yeah. Looking at a racetrack while a creep, creepy guy's smiling at you. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just a shitty way to die. Man. Yeah. She's probably like, oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Got a, got a cool racetrack. Sure, I'll check it out. You know, loser. All right, so White then took hold of Teresa as she was becoming weak. He held her and wiped the blood from her mouth, kissed her on the lips, and said, You're going to go now. I'm really sorry you had to go like this. But what the fuck? You're just a woman. Yeah, imagine hearing those as your last words. A little incel. Your, it it yeah. screams incel to me right there. Yeah. Now, surprisingly, Teresa survived this attack, and White was arrested. A jury of his peers convicted him with attempted murder, and usually, you know, with attempted murder, you see a sentence of around 20 years in prison. Depending on the state. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Now, but, but back in 1980, there were no senten- sentencing guidelines like we have today. So White was given a sentence of a maximum of 10 years, no less than five. Case closed, done deal. He's in prison now to rot for the next decade. Right? I I don't think so. No. No. He has an appeal. And in this appeal, White states that he requested a psychiatric exam to show that he was not guilty by reason of insanity. And the kicker is, is that White's father was paying the attorney. And a psychic exam costs money. And White's father didn't want to pay the $1,000 it would cost for the evaluation. So the attorney abided by the father's wishes and not White's, therefore failing to perform uh, his duties in the best interest of his client. You hate these, like, I mean, it's not a mistrial, but it's in right. the same ballpark. That's so unfortunate. Yes. So the result, he won the appeal and the state court of appeals reversed the jury's verdict. And rather than go through the whole trial again and risk uh, not getting a conviction because the state obviously believed he was crazy and he could probably win the insanity defense. Uh, the state offered White a plea deal. Plead guilty and received time served with two years probation. White served less than two years for attempted murder. Wow. Yes. So he's back on the street. Now, like I said, 1980 was totally different uh, time in regards to the judicial system. So not only did they not have sentencing guidelines, uh, they also didn't include uh, the victims' rights in, like you know, for updating them in their in their cases and whatnot. There's there's so many different levels of attempted murder too. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. like when you get you hear those stories about people getting in fights at the bar. Some guy smashes his head in the bottle. The guy right collapses. He gets charged with attempted murder. Yeah, five years, whatever. Yeah, five years. Yeah, but manslaughter. Like he, or some shit. This this individual. It was real Planned. attempted murder. Like, Planned. Yes, yes. Yes. So it's Enjoyed like, it's, that's the, stabbing. That sucks. That Right. Yeah, so Teresa Atherton, she did not know that White had appealed and certainly didn't know that he was released until she was standing in line in an office. Oh, my God. And she heard his voice behind her. She quickly turned around, and he was standing there smiling at her. Oh, fuck. Imagine the fear. Imagine the fucking fear. Right? Holy shit. Where's, where's the victim's advocate for that one? Right. Yep. So luckily, nothing further came came of it as far as Teresa being assaulted again. But just to think, like, the man who tried to kill you is standing behind 
while you're thinking that he's in jail. Like the flashback. He's in jail. That must Whatever. Game. You know? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. All right. So, yeah. So he's out. He, whatever, serves as a probation and he, you know, he gets mental health, you know, fucking whatever. Uh, fast forward to 1994. And John Douglas White is still married to the same wife from before he was sent to prison. She stuck around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but this time he now has two children with one on the way. He's now living in Comstock Township, Michigan, near the city of Kalamazoo. Uh, oh my, one of my favorite city's names. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo yeah. is fantastic. Whenever I see Kalamazoo, I think of those like kazoos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So White had quit his job earlier that year as a long-haul truck driver and began working at a place called Textile Systems in Ashtimo Township. There he met 26-year-old Vicky Sue Wall, and the two began having a torrid affair. Hot and heavy. Oh. Yes. This and guy it, just loves debauchery. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we're, we're talking about him right now, you know? On July 11th, 1994... Vicky Sue is seen on surveillance camera entering a pickup truck with a bearded man in the Meyer supermarket parking lot at 3.30 a.m. She was reported missing the following day. Okay? That's the last time anybody saw her was on a surveillance camera. Almost instantly, White became a person of interest. You think. The county sheriff's department questioned him the following day, and White was evasive, claiming he knew nothing of what they were asking. And he hadn't seen her, seen her in a long time. So the sheriff's office, office was like, well, you know, let's pull up this fucking surveillance footage. And that looks like your truck. And that looks like your bearded red fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't know you. Right. And then White changed his tune and said that he was with her, but she was alive when she left his truck. Okay. Now, within days, White had tried to kill himself with pills and booze. And while recovering admitted to police that he may have hurt Vicky Wall during one of his blackouts. I guess he's claimed... Yeah, I guess he's claimed over the years that he's had blackouts on occasions and whatever. And even his wife confirmed that he has had... uh, When he does have these blackouts, he becomes uh, violent. Um, She also said that White has multiple personalities. So this is his wife speaking. Now, if John White is anything, he's a great cleaner. (laughs) because police searched White's truck and found no visible trace of an assault occurring inside the truck. However, with the use of luminol, police were able to find several spots of human blood. Just to bring everyone on the same page here, it's 1994, DNA technology hasn't been around that long, so it's a bit archaic to today's standards. So in 1994, police need, this is going to be a little scientific, so try to wrap your head around this, In 1994, police needed at least 500 nanograms of fresh blood, which is about the size of a dime. Okay? There was no fresh blood. Yeah. Um, Today, in comparison, they only need half a nano, a speck, and it can be dried, smeared, blood, whatever. It can be a year old, you know, as long as it's there. But yeah, so back in 1994, in a clean truck, even though the, the luminol showed that there was blood there, there's not enough. Or it wasn't fresh enough to to test, so they couldn't even, they couldn't prove whose blood it was. You yeah. know, whatever they just knew that there was blood. That's there. Not, none of that's going to hold them in court. Anymore. Right, be a bloody nose. Whatever. Yeah. Now in the meantime, there's a massive search for Vicky Wall, and six weeks later, a man named Thomas Meskel was walking along a dirt road adjacent to his family's property 
and first came across drag marks in the dirt road. He followed the drag marks and saw a single white tennis shoe. And he dug a little deeper, and then he saw a pair of women's underwear. Went into the brush a little further, uh, and he came across a skull and the unmistakable odor of rotting flesh. Okay, The body was naked other than a bra and shirt pulled up to her neck, and the body was so badly decomposed, the coroner could not determine time of death nor manner of death. Wow. Yeah. So prosecutors quickly charged John Douglas White with open murder, which means the prosecutor wants to arrest you now for murder and will decide later if it's first degree, second degree, manslaughter, so on and so forth. So open murder. It's murder. We'll decide what it is later. Now, from that moment on, White refused to cooperate. He stopped speaking to the authorities and would not agree to a lie detector test. So without conclusive evidence that White was in fact the killer, uh, although everything pointed to him, in fact, that he did kill her, the state offered a plea deal. Plead guilty and receive a conviction of involuntary manslaughter. They knew that he didn't, they, they knew they had nothing on him right. to actually try him and get a conviction. Right. So oh, that's kind of ballsy for them. That's mm-hmm. that's almost like a, a bullshit move. Yeah. If I was that victim, the victim's family, yeah. I'd be really upset at the way that court handled that. 100%. How the, the entire yeah. police department up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it, bullshit. At that time, well, I, I mean, after everything that's happened, I mean, she was she was missing for six weeks. Her body was out in the elements. It was, you know, there was there was no way to prove one way or another if she was murdered, if it was an accident, if it was, you know, somebody else did it. You know, there's no way to prove. They they could not prove it. Yeah. So I mean, and obviously they know this guy was trouble too. They wanted to get him off the streets. Yeah. But still, like a cold case, it maybe mm. till later. Yeah, so White agreed, and he was yeah. So White agreed to the to the plea and was sentenced to eight to fifteen years in prison, (laughs) with mandatory psychiatric counseling. With the judge noting, it appears from your previous violent acts against women and this unexplained violent act that you have a dangerous level of self control. No fucking shit. That's fucking crazy. All right, so prior to sentencing, White made a brief statement calling the murder of Vicki Wall a tragic accident and added that he loved Vicki very much. What? Yes. Uh, White still, to this point, refused to provide any details to what may have actually happened that night. Now, while in prison, White had admitted to his psychologist that during his trial, he had sadistic fantasies about killing the prosecutor, Kerry Klein, along with his own attorney, Kathleen Brickley, and having sex with their dead bodies. Okay. Yeah, this guy has a real problem with women. Yeah. Women in power, too, probably. He probably, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that really gets his rocks going. Mm-hmm. So. A prosecutor and an attorney? Yep. Uh, both of them were, were told about this. They were warned about it. They are like, whatever, you know. Yeah, we deal with scumbags all the time. Yeah, I mean, this is probably common. Common event. Criminal AF would be back after this quick break. Now back to Criminal AF. So now fast forward 2007. After serving just 13 years, John Douglas White was a free man again. Attempted, basically almost killed a girl and has, has a body under his belt, served 13 years in jail. Total, yep. 
and according to prison officials, uh, he had received vigorous group therapy sessions and violent offender treatment. So not only is he a free man, but he's a new man. Ah, uh, yeah. He reformed sat, by the prison system. Sat in a couple group meetings and he's, uh, yes. you know, changed his whole outlook. Right. Well, even his son didn't believe a lick of it. He knew that he was mentally sick, but he refused to engage it and tell people about it and accept help for it. He was completely crazy until the end. Yeah, so that's his son. Yeah. Completely crazy until the end. Yeah. He knew his father was a fucking nut job. All right, so now he's out, he's reformed, he's a new man, and he moves. Obviously, now he's divorced from, yeah. his, from his wife. She Finally, she was like, well... The attempted murder, uh, you know, I'll stick around for that. But now that you actually murdered somebody, I think my yeah. wife would leave me if I tried if I brought a girl down in the basement to show her my racetrack. Yeah, she'd be <laughs> like, "Mother, what the what? Fuck? Yeah, let alone stab the poor woman." Fuck. <laughs> I, I thought for sure from the previous yeah. story, I thought for sure she was going to stay with him. Yeah, Ugh. she's going to be like the wife from uh, Black Klansman. Right. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> So White had moved to Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, you know, as we said, his wife divorced him. And after some time, he eventually took on the role as pastor at Christ Community <laughs> Fellowship, a small church of about 14 members. Oh, okay. So it's a cult. <laughs> 14 <laughs> members is not a church. So how does one... Wait, imagine. Yeah. Imagine you go into Sunday service, right? Yeah. And this crazy nut job yeah. is literally giving your sermon <laughs> guy <laughs> stabbed a woman and then murdered another one yeah. oh my god what's, yeah. that's hilarious I just the thought of that of oh, all yeah. them just like singing yeah. kumbaya <laughs> what? what the fuck dude oh uh, yeah alright so how does one become a pastor well you go before the board of directors or whatever it's called of the church <laughs> the grand wizardry yeah the grand <laughs> So Donna Houghton, who is considered an elder of the church of 14 people, uh, assisted in the hiring of White and stated that she and the other members of the congregation were aware of White's past criminal convictions, Wow! but believed he had reformed and become a man of God. So for the time being, White seemed to be living a good Christian life. Well, isn't, that, isn't that what they want? Yeah. They want people to turn to God yeah. and change their lifestyle. So right. I, 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 I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw him up there like a dog, like a pony show. Yep. Show him off to the, what God can do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it seemed to be working. I mean, he was living a good Christian life and, you know, and he was a pastor. He met a good woman named Sally Gay to be by his side. Life was good. Now, just a side note here. I'd, uh, everybody, everywhere I looked, it states that John White and Sally Gay were engaged, um, while I haven't really found much to dispute that, I did find a post on Reddit by a person claiming to be related to Sally Gay, who said that they were never engaged. They were dating, but were never engaged. So, I mean, take it how you will. I can't confirm it or not, but I, I don't know how important it is to the story, but I just figured I'd throw that out there. All right, so now some time has passed, and everything was going splendidly there at the church. Beautiful. Up until October of 2012. Old Johnny McStabby was getting that stabby itch again. All right, so. I can't, I can't hold it in. Nope, can't hold it I in. I can't hold it in. So 
White began uh, getting deep into necrophilia porn on the internet. Wow. Yeah. And started fantasizing about Sally Gay's 24-year-old daughter, Rebecca, and how he desperately wanted to have sex with her dead body. What the fuck? Yes. What? Are we going another? We're going back-to-back dead body fuckers? Back-to-back dead oh, body fuckers. Oh, no. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, there's no episode quite like a dead body fucker. It's know, just, it, it just it's gives true. a... It, it gives that... It just hits a certain... Yeah. Yeah? You know? All right. People don't want to hear it. Right. But our, our fans do. Yeah. <laughs> Now, John White at this point was very close with Rebecca and her three-year-old son, often babysitting the young boy while Rebecca went to work. But as the weeks rolled on into the month of October of 2012, McStabby was finding it excruciatingly difficult to fight off the urge of fucking a dead body. You say it so... You say it so, <laughs> so blunt. I love it. On October 30th, White was home, not far from Rebecca's. Uh, they both lived in the, the same trailer park. Uh, he was drinking a, He was drinking beer, and his mind was going into a frenzy. He says that he had about six beers, and he made the decision to, uh, at 2.30 in the morning on October 31st, yes, Halloween, uh, White made his way across the trailer park with a mallet in his hand uh, on his way to Rebecca's. He broke in and snuck into her room. He swiftly began hitting her on the head with the mallet. But before Rebecca lost consciousness, she looked at White and said, I know you. So I guess White tried to go in there all stealthy. Stealthy. Yeah. And Mastered. she was like, fucking motherfucker, I, I know, know exactly who you are. You are. Yeah. Um, so then White uh, pulled a zip tie tight around her neck until she suffocated. Uh, he stripped her naked, fondled her. And although he says he can't remember if he had sex with her. Of course he did. Bullshit. Yeah. So then he said he uh, loaded up Rebecca's body, bloody towels he used to help clean up her blood, and the rubber mallet into one large garbage bag. According to the court record, White said that he put the bag in the back of the truck, uh, though he said it ripped and items had spilled out. White had told police that... Uh, he threw Rebecca's purse, phone, and car keys in the trailer trash container and uh, disposed of other items at the intersection of where Rebecca's body was found about a mile from the home. You know what's interesting about these yeah. uh, necrophiliacs? Mm. Which I've noticed a trend with a couple episodes that we've done um, with them as at the forefront is uh, they don't like to admit that they had sex with the bodies. Right. But most of them deny it or say we I don't remember or right. if, if you notice that yeah oh, isn't I that isn't that strange yeah. you're all completely okay with admitting to the murder and just being a fucking piece right. of shit and a horror but that's where you're like ah, I shouldn't say this yeah especially especially the last the last episode with the dude sticking his hands in his mother's head to scramble her brains yeah and they're like oh did you have sex well, well that's that's just it's an interesting like psyche yeah. thing that I don't. I'll tell I don't, you that I reached I in my mom's head and there. scrambled her brains, but I'm not going to tell you that, I stuck my dick inside her. Yeah. yeah, like he seemed very like standoffish that he was going to say anything. Right. But that that's it. That's just an interesting thing that I've I've kind of caught on to with yeah. these necro necro lords. The necro lords. <laughs> All right. So according to the affidavit. White drove Rebecca's car to the nearby barn door bar parking lot to make it appear as if uh, she's been abducted. Now, while all of this is going on, 
Rebecca's three-year-old son, Conway, was in the next room, hopefully sleeping, uh, through the entire thing. The murder, the cleanup, him disposing of the body, all of that. Now, could you imagine if he actually knew what was going on? I mean, that'd be... That's a scarred life. But, I mean, the last couple episodes, the the horrible parent episodes that we just did. Yeah, the shitty parents. A lot of those kids... Both both the boys came out and had great lives going yeah. forward. So you know you never know. Yeah, not gonna work. It's all on the individual. All right. So White stayed at Rebecca's uh, trailer throughout the day with Conway, and even got him dressed up for Halloween, and brought him to Conway's uh, father, biological father, to go trick or treating. Holy shit! Yes. Yep. Hung out with the kid the entire day. Got him dressed in his <sighs> Halloween that's, costume. That's wrong. There's always a loop. For me, where thing. I like completely just like I'm blown away. Yeah. That's it right there. So the ball, like the audacity, right? So, oh, where is she? Well, I don't know. I'm here watching the kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen her? Nope. Haven't seen her. Nope. Sorry, I got to get the kid ready for Halloween. Got to dress him up in his costume. Fucking weirdo. All right. So police immediately began questioning White, and of course, he denied having any involvement with her disappearance. Although they had found blood in both of their trailers. His and hers. And in the back of White's truck was Rebecca's necklace. While he was being questioned throughout the night of October 31st, still in full denial of being responsible, uh, it took a detective uh, painting a picture of Rebecca's body being out in the cold, wet Michigan weather, decomposing, and how, as far as Conway was concerned, you know, how can you leave her mother, his mother out there like that, you know? So there was a small fucking glimpse of of sympathy because the next day, John Douglas White admitted to police that he killed Rebecca. Wow. And then told them the location of her body. Uh, He was arraigned the same day and charged with first degree murder. Do you think taking that kid trick or treating that night, like probably he was just probably in his own head like, God damn, I can't like there, there had to have been a moment where he got like some sort of empathy. Yeah. It had to have been that. Had to putting the kid's fucking costume on for him. Yeah, I don't when know. his mother should be doing it. And now, now this a, guy, this guy lied and took every little avenue to sneak his way out of every situation that he's been in. At right. This point. And then this is the one where he's like, "All yeah. right." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't add it into the story, but you know, just reading about it and stuff. Like, like Rebecca was very like hands on with her son. You know, they did, they celebrated, you know, over the top. You know, Christmas, Halloween, everything, and. Uh, they actually spent the week leading up to Halloween, like setting up the decorations and picking out costumes, you know, just hyping up the whole fucking day. And she's dead, and he's the one getting him dressed for fucking, you know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. So, fast forward, April 2013. The day of judgment came for the former pastor slash murderer slash necrophile. John Douglas White, you are hereby found guilty of first degree murder and are sentenced to serve from 56 to 85 years in prison. Okay? Let's hope his He's already in his streak, 50s. Let's hope his streak doesn't uh, keep going right. with his getting out of jail free cards. Now, considering what we know so far about this guy and how he slipped through a judicial system with basically a slap on the wrist compared to what he's done, do you think he will actually see this time in jail? Yeah. You think so? He had to. Come on. 
No. There's no shot, dude. Did he die? But not for the reason you think. Oh, he fucking died. Piece of shit. Four months later, on August 28th, 2013, John Douglas White took the pussy way out. Oh, he killed him. What a pussy. He was found unresponsive, hanging in a cell just after 4 a.m. Yeah, fuck you. Good. Yeah. They tried to revive him, but it was too late. Mr. McStabby was dead. What a puss. Yep. Just lived lived the life of a pussy his whole life. Yeah. Went out like it, too. Yeah. Now, ironically, uh, during one of his last sermons at his church, White noted, we need to check closely the seeds we sprout within ourselves. Mm. Nothing can be hidden from God. Spoken like a true man of the cloth. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was actually... It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Especially when you're listening to a fucking killer while you're like... Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for John Douglas White. Wow. Once, <laughs> twice, three, three times, times a shady fucked by criminal <laughs> AF. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. Now, before we go, if you found what you heard was interesting, as it always is, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review or comment on the episode. And don't forget, Head on over to criminalasfuck.com for all of your criminal AF needs, socials, Patreon, merch store. Submit your mail call questions. You name it, it's in there. Seriously, go uh, submit some mail call questions because we're going to have a mail call episode uh, coming up here my, pretty my soon. favorites. Yeah. So, sign us out, Garrett. Signing off from Studio Chloroform. Keep your head on a swivel and stay safe till next time. See ya! Now, now give me our theme music. Executive producers for this episode are Christine Rivera, Beth Davis, Dusty J. Hicks, and Terry Burke Woolen. Associate producers are Paul Hodge, Courtney Seddon, Tara Mazur, Chantel Dackett, Jay Rawlings, and Laura Shin. Producers are J.D., Ashley O'Connor, Elizabeth Plus Four, Trent Gobble, Devin Dean, Lisa Perello, Alicia Knight, Maria Celine, Chris Owen, Justin Ware, and Emily White. Research and documentation by Chris Owen. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials at Criminal AF Pod. And to get all of your Criminal AF merch, visit CriminalAFShop.com. <laughs>